Hey, everybody. Happy Friday from NPR Music and All Songs Considered. I'm Robin Hilton. I'm here with contributor Christina Lee. Hey, Robin. WXPN's John Morrison. Hey, what's up, Robin? And Radio Milwaukee's Tariq Moody. Howdy, Robin. It's New Music Friday, and we're looking at the best albums out now on August 12th, starting with Danger Mouse and Black Thought. They've got a new one out together called Cheat Codes. This is the song Strangers. Yeah, while y'all was suffering from future shock, hurting and hating, waiting for that other shoe to drop. I was relocating this whole operation to the top for you to copy and paste in case you forgot. I'm super hot and beyond your range. It's kind of strange how to change the climate ain't because of climate change. I acquired this affinity for finer things like pitfalls, range and rules from gold chains and dangers when niggas get high then die fameless. Slugs spiral out of the chamber and fly aimless. I was too wise to the game to try candy from strangers who speak anything but my language. Ooh, from the Indian cheese is my fragrance. Food, I consider these thieves that's not gangsters. So many fuck boys acting like they tough guys. I'ma call you bluff guys. Let me see you uprise. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Okay, yeah. Cheat Codes. This is the brand new album from Danger Mouse and Black Thought. Of course, Black Thought is the front man of The Roots from my hometown, Philadelphia. Danger Mouse is a veteran producer. He's worked with everybody from MF Doom to Beck, The Gorillas, Adele, everybody. This record is the latest in this series or like this this run of collaborative records that Black Thought has been doing with, you know, he'll make a record with one individual producer and they'll kind of explore a particular sound bed and, and Black Thought will, will rock over it. It was dope seeing the chemistry between the two of them. Danger Mouse's music on this record in particular blew me away. I haven't loved everything that he's produced over the years, but the music here is cinematic, but it's also funky. There's like these big brass sections and strings and, and samples all over the place. And like the level of sonic detail here is very impressive to me. Black Thought. I don't know why don't people put him in the same boat as Tupac or Biggie or Kendrick. He's some of the best lyricists around. And I think he's the most underestimated MC in the business right now. Like one of my favorites is Aquamarine with Michael Kiwanuka. We go from Libra to Libra, from cold water to fever, to World War III from the treaty signed in Geneva. The biology teacher said we used to be amoebas. The neighborhood preacher said we emerged from the ether. We converged from the reefer and struck gold, Eureka. The morning star, Tariq, I was born to be a teacher, whether scorpion or a frog. The nature of the creature is to evolve. Though it's the savage beast we yeah, you can tell throughout this record that the respect for one another between collaborators was very mutual, as it has been. It's just something about this project that I feel like has pulling out the best of one another. They both sound like really energized, even though this project has been years in the making. And I think this project is also really well-timed, too, because like you said, Tariq, I think in terms of like greatest of all time MC conversations, Black Thought does tend to get overlooked, but I would say in recent years, Maybe it's because we haven't heard from The Roots since 2014 that folks like are finally putting some respect on the guy's name. I think the Fugmaster Flex freestyle is responsible for that, the solo run that uh, John has previously talked about. And I think this project will only continue to emphasize that. This gift for wordplay is something that's been consistent, you know, for him as an MC. But yeah, I definitely agreed it. Like once that Funk Flex freestyle hit, the rest of the world people in philly were like oh yeah 
now y'all we already knew (laughs) y'all understand that this guy you know that we've been seeing rapping on stages on corners throughout the city is is a superhero one bar he'll walk you through his childhood and then in another bar he's just like talking shit and telling you that like yo i rap better than anybody and then in another bar you're like in a gunfight you know what I'm saying? It's it's like flicking the channels, but it's like this uh, stream of consciousness that creates this intense feeling and in all of these different images that are flying at you. You know, when this project was announced, you just knew instantly it was going to be great, right? There was no way that they were going to fail on this together. Danger Mouse and Black Thought together. The new album out today is called Cheat Codes. Also out now is the debut EP from the singer Bella Porch. It's called Dolls. This is the title cut. Oh, don't I look nice? Batting my eyes, isn't it pure perfection? Cute, think I'm polite, stereotype, got your full attention. Things that you can play with me, you better watch your back. The last thing that you hear would be my laugh. Cause baby dolls kill, don't provoke us or we will. Push you downhill, might be pretty but we're still. This was another release this week that was a really pleasant surprise for me. So I know Bella Porch first and foremost as a TikTok star. Right. You know, the sort who can lip sync and create like a huge meme out of that or can make faces to match our favorite emojis. But by the time she released her debut single Build a Bitch last year, she already had over 65 million followers. So honestly, like my expectations for her music career had been pretty low. But I think if this debut EP is any indication, I think you'd be underestimating her talents at your own peril. Her music is like really dark pop. Like you hear these lilting melodies and this playful instrumentation, like a xylophone or like a kitty piano. It all kind of sounds like a toy factory, but then she disarms you as she sort of like unleashes her anger, particularly at those who dare underestimate her specifically for her cutesy image. Like you heard it in that song Dolls where she's talking about how she's bitter as much as she's sweet. And then, of course, like with Build-A-Bitch, she was inspired by those Build-A-Bear stores. But it was all to kind of say, to warn men, like, hey, you can't customize a girlfriend. Like, we're human beings, too. But, of course, she does it with a little bit more teeth than my own summary just there. This ain't Build-A-Bitch. You don't get to pick and choose. Different ass and bigger boobs. If my eyes are brown or blue. You mentioned how cutesy she is, and I have to admit, I didn't know much about her, so I checked her out on TikTok, and she has this whole sort of, I don't know if you'd call it anime or cosplay persona that she puts out there. So I thought I, maybe this is just a vanity project or some, you know, like one-off novelty thing that she's doing. But man, this EP is for real. Like you said, it is insanely catchy. It's Billie Eilish core, right? I mean, isn't it just, it's, it's like, if that can be a genre, it's that it's super catchy, kind of creepy, but also sugary sweet all at once. Sugary pop music, but with like, you peel back cotton candy and it's like a knife. 
in the right. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, that is so well said. And she's got quite a story too. She's she grew up on a farm in the Philippines. Eventually moved to California with her parents. She graduated from high school when she was 16, then joined the Navy and wrenched on helicopters and jets for a four-year stint, and then eventually blew up on TikTok doing her thing. Amazing. Classic pop star. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite a calling card from her, and I can't wait to hear what else she's going to do. Bella Porch, her debut EP is called Dolls. All right, another album out now on August 12th that we're loving is the new one from Hudson Mohawk. It's called Cry Sugar. This is the song Rain Shadow. in Mohawk new album Cry Sugar it is the Scottish producer DJ's third album and he's been doing it for some time now he's also a founding member of this great collective electronic producers Lucky Me like he goes through the whole diaspora from trap to happy hardcore to rave to everything that I love since I was in college going to 5th Column in DC across from 930 Club the old 930 Club as a beat maker myself I appreciated a lot of the tricky sonic things that that Hudson Mohawk is is pulling off throughout this record. It has a lot of lovely emotional moments throughout the record. There's the tune uh, Ingle Nook, which has like these big like drum fills and flourishes. The grandiosity of it kind of reminds me of contemporary gospel. have like the gospel feel juxtaposed with that utopian rave feel there's something spiritual about a lot of these beats and these songs that i appreciated hudson warhawk was influenced by apocalyptic film scores and soundtracks and one track that really reminds me of a soundtrack is stump kind of reminds me of uh, close encounters of the third kind And then it goes back and forth between this whole beautiful diaspora of club music and dance music that I grew up since college days and I love it so much and I'm glad he's back. And it's a mature record for him. Most people remember him when he collaborated with Lunis on Tonight Project. He's worked with Kanye West, but I feel like his early stuff was really hard hitting and this is kind of an evolved version of what he's been doing for the past over a decade now. This whole record felt like a lot to me. In a good way. It just, all the songs feel so huge. 
They're just exploding with all of this color and life and energy. John, you were saying a utopia. I kept thinking euphoria. It's also kind of dreamy, you know, like if it's possible for dreams to be euphoric, that's what this album is. There's a song called Behold. That word is what it felt like listening to every song on this record. Just behold! <laughs> and every song is just exploding from your speakers. Did you check out the album cover? How would you describe it? Well, it's actually an artist is Wayne Horace. It depicts Ghostbusters Stay Puff Marshmallow Man with a bottle of Jack Daniels. So <laughs> talk about euphoric and dreamy. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Stay Puff also seems to be wearing a thong in this painting. <laughs> uh, kind of like a beeple <laughs> artwork there. Naturally. Hudson Mohawk, his new album out now is called Cry Sugar. We do have more releases to highlight for this week, including some of our personal favorites. But first, we need to take a short break. This message comes from NPR sponsor State Farm. With budgeting comes the possibility of giving up some of the things you enjoy. For instance, you might be looking at your expenses thinking you're going to have to give up streaming music or pass on the next three-day music festival. Well, State Farm has options, like insuring your ride and your home with surprisingly great rates on both. These good neighbors don't think you should have to give up what you love for great insurance. So for surprisingly great rates, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com for a quote today. This message comes from NPR sponsor Smartwool. Don't sweat the incline. From the trailhead to the summit, enjoy every single step with Smartwool's powerfully durable hike socks. Made with naturally performing merino wool for the perfect fit and cloud-like comfort. Enjoy 15% off your first purchase when you sign up for Smartwool's mailing list. What are you waiting for? Get out there with Smartwool socks and take every hike to new heights. This next one is the first song on our new album. It's New Music Friday from NPR and All Songs Considered. I'm Robin Hilton. I'm here with Christina Lee, John Morrison, and Tariq Moody, and we're looking at the best releases out now on August 12th. We start the second half of the show off with a 30th anniversary edition of the Beastie Boys album, Check Your Head. This is the opening cut, Jimmy James. Rest in peace to Adam Yauch, MCA. His birthday was actually last week. This 30-year anniversary edition of Check Your Head. It was dope seeing this and, and getting to like dig into like these alternate versions of an album that I've adored since I was a kid. And Check Your Head occupies an interesting place in the Beastie Boys canon because it really is a transitional record. It came right after 1989's Paul's Boutique, an album that's beloved today, but it was a flop back when it came out. By the time the Beasties were set to work on Check Your Head, 
their label Capitol Records was not paying attention to them so the group took that freedom like the freedom of failure and kind of used it to propel them to make this record they took some money they built their own studio G-Sun Studios in LA and they just recorded and experimented and jammed for hours and hours to tape they cut together this record which is very loose it's funky it's psychedelic and in a lot of ways it kind of cleared a path for the future of the beastie boys as a band most hip-hop records during that time you listen to now sounds dated this sounds like they were ahead of their time it has the jazz the funk that like kind of reminds me of tribe called quest it has some of that grunge that when nirvana was coming out it really embodied that time, and it still sounds as fresh as it did when it came out 30 years ago. You know, when these guys blew up with You Gotta Fight for Your Right to Party, that single in 86, I thought they were a joke. I could not stand that song, and I thought <laughs> these guys are going to be one-hit wonders. Paul's Boutique, as John said, it, it kind of tanked. And I, I felt like, yeah, these guys were just a one-hit wonder. And then this album, Check Your Head, comes out. And I just thought, where did this come from? It was like the Beatles leapfrogging from Love Me Do to Sgt. Peppers. This record very much uh, feels like a Crate Digger record, yes. right? The Beasties have talked a lot about this period when they were making Check Your Head and then later Ill Communication, which came right after this. And they always talk about digging up like old funk records, organ trio jazz records from the 60s, but then also going back to their roots as a punk band so you very much hear them playing around with all of these different influences on this record. You have punk rock, you got like the black music of the 60s and 70s. They're playing music in a way that a DJ or a sample-based musician would. We should hear some of the bonus material that comes with this collection. Here's what they're calling the butt-naked version of So What You Want. I love that what you said, John, about the freedom of failure, that they had this opportunity now to do whatever they wanted. Yeah, you listen to a tune like Pass the Mic, they have like this weird like alternate version. It's like a less rocking version, but they're going over like this classic drum break. As a Beasties fan, I had a lot of fun digging into this. Beastie Boys, the 30th anniversary edition of their album Check Your Head, out now in a special vinyl box set. Also out now is the debut album from the singer Nikki, and Nikki is N-I-K-I. The album is called Nicole. This is the song Keeping Tabs. 
Yes, this is technically Nikki's debut album, but this debut album builds after several years of hard work. For one, she's been signed to the label 88 Rising since either 2017 or 2018. And you might have heard her music on a couple of soundtracks like Ray and the Last Dragon and Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. So this album is really interesting because she actually allows herself to revisit her past self from when she started writing music around like 17 or so. Throughout this album, you're hearing a relationship sort of play out in reverse. It begins with the song before, which lets you know that, you know what, this is not going to end well. And then it ends with when everything just feels anew. That's what the song Take a Chance With Me. Oh, why can't we for once say what we want, say what we feel? Oh, why can't you for once disregard the world and run to what you know is real? Take a chance with me. Take a chance with me. Nikki actually went back to some of her older catalog and back to songs that she wrote when the, her first love and therefore her first heartbreak still seemed really, really fresh. And so she ended up re-recording different versions of that. All these emotions just feel like big and bold, just in the same way that everybody's first love does. And so I think it's a really great introduction to just how thoughtful she is as a songwriter. Yeah, I found that whole vibe really affecting across this record. That song we opened with, Keeping Tabs, is about as up-tempo as the record gets. Most of it is, is very wistful in a really beautiful way. Like you said, she taps into that late teens, early 20s period when you're, you, you know, you're learning about all about heartbreak and how to be on your own and emerging adulthood and trying to reconcile all the dreams you have with hard realities. And she just captures that whole period so perfectly. One of the songs that really stood out to me is called Facebook Friends. I don't know what you've been up to these days Probably involves a lot of vinyl Seeking status I can't spare the bitter Now it's not while you're forgetting me You know, when I graduated from college and we all went our own ways to start our lives, that was it. There were no cell phones or email or social media. Everyone moved around a lot, so it was really hard to keep track of where everyone landed. And so that was it. You just you probably never talked or saw each other again unless you really worked at it. And the Facebook friends, I don't know. It's like that's how people stay in touch with each other now, and that's like reducing your friendship to those two words, Facebook friends. I don't know. It just felt so empty to me in, in a, I don't know, in a way that really hit me hard. Something that Nikki does really well is sort of just get to the emotional heart of the matter. The heart of the matter with that particular song is just about how relationships just grow like increasingly distant and the ways in which you encounter each other become fewer and far in between. So I think she really gets like the emotional heart out of even something as stupid as Facebook. <laughs> Nikki is the singer and that's Nikki with one K-N-I-K-I. Her album is called Nicole. And before we wrap up this week's show, let's just take a minute for a, a quick lightning round of some of our personal favorites out today. Tariq, we'll start with you. Peter Mulvey and Sister Strings. It's a soulful folk record titled Love is the Only Thing. It explores loss, tension, 
and love that sees us through it. So they cover classics like Shenandoah. They also have a song called Song from Michael Brown. It's kind of an activist album. If you've never heard of Sister Strings, they're originally from Milwaukee. They're real sisters, singers, and uh, a violinist and a cellist, Monique and Shanti. They moved to Nashville over a year ago, met Allison Russell, and they're part of Allison Russell Band. They're currently on tour with Brandy Carlisle. And I just want to put a side note, when I used to book shows, I used to book them for some of my stuff I used to do back in the day. Nobody can tell you until you see it with your eyes. No matter how full up with sorrow behind the clouds. John. My pick this week is Experience and Judgment, a reissue of the 1974 album by Andy Bay, the great jazz vocalist. He's worked with Horace Silver, Gary Bartz, Farrell Sanders, all kind of folks. Bay sings in this beautiful, unique, four-octave baritone. His voice doesn't really sound like anybody else on the planet. And it's just a gorgeous record all around. Of the universe Christina. Producer Tomu DJ, I fell in love with her album from last year called Feminista. I honestly didn't know what to expect because the first song on that is called Do La Peep after the Wendy Williams meme, but it's really intricate, dreamlike, and experimental electronica touching on all these subgenres that honestly I feel like Tariq is probably better off to name. But anyway, <laughs> Tomu DJ is releasing her second full length, following that up with an album called Half Moon Bay. And I'll mention the new Sylvanesso album out today. It's called No Rules Sandy. Really love the direction that they take on No Rules Sandy. The songs are... They're a lot stranger than what I think they've done before. They're more chopped up, more jagged. I think, you know, as the name implies, they just really threw out the rule book for this one. And I think they ended up with certainly one of the best things they've ever done, if not their best record. No Rules Sandy from Sylvan Esso. And that'll do it for this week's New Music Friday. My thanks to Christina Lee, John Morrison, and Tariq Moody. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Robin. Thanks, Robin. Thank you, Robin. Our show is edited and mixed by Ron Scalzo with production help from Bob Boylan. Our director for music and visuals at NPR is Keith Jenkins. As always, be sure to check out the description of this episode in your podcast feed to see a list of everything that we've talked about, along with some other notable albums out today. And you can hear full versions of the songs we played by searching for NPR's New Music Friday playlist in Apple Music and Spotify. And for NPR Music and All Songs Considered, I'm Robin Hilton. I hope you have a great weekend. Be well and treat yourself to lots of music. Okay,